When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You want your Burt Show in one full show every day, uninterrupted, and dang it, you don't want ads. No problem. Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Everybody sliding into my DMs wanting to know what you and I are going to do for the Kentucky-Georgia football game this weekend. Get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my Kentucky Wildcats. Are going against your Georgia Bulldogs. One of them is ranked number one. The other one is Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) But both are undefeated. That's true. Yes. Uh, And it won't be the typical drunk fest that is usually tailgating at Athens because we're taking my son with me this time. Um, But uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like the stakes are really, really high on this game. Why not? Um, because because Georgia won two championships back to back. Okay, and we are playing. <laughs> we are playing in Athens, uh-huh. behind the hedges. Yep, and that is a very very tough stadium to win an away game in. I have never. I, I have. I have never been to Kentucky for a game, and I've never attended a Georgia game with Kentucky fans. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure what to expect from Kentucky fans. Like when Tennessee fans came into Georgia, they're a little jerky. Yeah, no. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. We're not because we don't have that kind of storied history. <laughs> okay, yeah. a little more humble. We're just grateful to be there. <laughs> we were just we were just stoked to get the invite, man. But no, I mean, Kentucky's ranked number um, two right, or 20 right now. Okay. Um, It'll, it should be a good game. I, I'm, I'm honestly, uh, so this is going to be the first time that Hollis is attending, my son is attending a game in Athens, and I've been dying to take him. Um, he His first Georgia game was a national championship, and they won. God, what a soft kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he hasn't been to Athens, and I really wanted him to see that. And it works out just great because um, this was part of a present that I gave Kristen that I didn't really think she was ever going to take me up on. <laughs> I wouldn't have to spend the money. For my birthday, he gifted me a pair of tickets so Bart and I could go to Athens and watch Kentucky and Georgia play, which we've been multiple, like, multiple times. And for the record... Um, Georgia fans are nice. Like, every time we go, we get treated really well. And even the time 
myself and my girlfriends went years ago when we finally beat Georgia after 30 plus years at Georgia. Um, all the fans were congratulating us. They must really hate Florida fans because every time I'm around Georgia fans, I just get barked at. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> I mean, they that, don't even speak English. They just bark at you. That rivalry is different. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. yeah. Um, but I always feel a little bit responsible. I think you, you fall in one of two camps when you have a visiting team in your home stadium. Mm-hmm. And it's either like... You want to represent your state and you want to represent your um, fandom well. So you want people to leave that stadium and leave the state feeling good about Georgia. Or you go the other way and you're just a complete a-hole. And it's why we've been back. Like, this will be my third time seeing a game there. Or no, my fourth time. Is it? Yeah, my fourth time seeing a game there. Um, And it's because... Y'all are nice. Yeah, I want people to leave the stadium and leave the state feeling good about Georgia. Now, there are other stadiums I've been to, and that is not the case, and I will not be going back, and Tennessee is one of them. Yeah, they are tough. (laughs) Are they rivals, or Tennessee just like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Kentucky and Tennessee are pretty, it's like like Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, and then, speaking of basketball, I will never go to the Dean Dome again. Because of the way we were treated. It's just that those rivalries, like a North Carolina and Kentucky, just brings out the worst in people because it it is such a storied history. But UK and Georgia, while they've been playing each other for God knows how long, it's probably 50 years or something like that. Honestly, Kentucky hasn't been good enough for it to be a rivalry in football. So it it doesn't have the same passion. Exactly. Uh, What happened at the Dean Dome? Did they not offer you their cheese and crackers? <laughs> with my wine, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I mean we. It was the Gillespie years, and so we knew, like, we knew we probably weren't going to win. But <laughs> we were living in North Carolina at the time and got tickets to the Dean Dome, and it's like, of course, you want to go because that is like one of a, a historic stadium. And I mean, this one guy was uh, sitting next to me, and uh, um, North Carolina did something. I mean, they did something great. He literally got up in my face and screamed in my face. And I'm like, this, mm. I don't know, like, like congratulations, good job on your <laughs> dunk. But there's no reason for you to, like, literally get in my face and scream in my face. And people were yelling stuff at us as we were leaving the stadium. I mean, like, y'all, like, they beat us. So... It, 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 you didn't really yeah, need to. Don't say y'all. I ain't part of that. Well, yeah. But, like, so, yeah. They and they were just. And then, um, man, I've had some rough encounters with Indiana fans. Really? They're, uh, like, the nicest people in the world. Yeah. Really? One guy was screaming at me. He was spitting all over me. And Ew. I was like, Yikes. listen, I <laughs> cheer, whatever, but, like, please don't spit on me. Maybe that's the way that Hoosiers say hello to you. <laughs> Um, and I'm sure people have had rough encounters with Kentucky fans because I know we are rabid. And if you ain't us, you hate us. Like, it's it's known. Like, people do not like Kentucky fans. So I get it. It goes both ways. <laughs> we'll have a good time this weekend. And for me, like, it's just hanging out with you and Bart. and am uh, So am I. I yeah. really, really, really am. Because uh, there's something very special. If you're listening to one of our cities that's not an SEC city, uh, there is just something very special about tailgating in the SEC. There's mm-hmm. some, you know, like there are other states where it's pretty awesome. Also, like I went to a Penn State game one time, was blown away. Oh, Ohio State knows how to tailgate. Ohio State well. knows how to do it. Also, but these rivalries and this, the way the SEC parties before and after, it's just a really special experience. So to be able to hang out with some of my best friends, and my son that day, it's gonna be really awesome. So no bet this year. I don't. I mean, do you want to? I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I, I was just. Someone's gotta wear a diaper. <laughs> Again. Again. I still have mine on from two weeks ago. <laughs>
The Burt Show. Right, do you know how difficult it is to get kicked out of an Uber or a Lyft? I mean, you really got to work hard. I mean, in my case, you just got to vom in the back seat. Yeah, that'll do, <laughs> yeah, it. That'll do it. Yeah, that's a red flag uh, for sure. That gets you and kicked a fine. out of the game. Yeah. Um, but this just recently happened on Mo. All of the Lyfts I have taken in my life, and it, there is a lot, because for those who don't know, I, I choose to not have a car, so I'm a lifter. And I have never had an issue in a lift, not one time. And it seems like this one lift ride made up for every time that I didn't. And I, I genuinely couldn't believe it. I still can't believe that this happened to me. I've been doing such a good job lately of controlling my emotions and not letting things get to me. And I feel like the moment you make that decision to do that, the universe goes, okay. <laughs> Time to test you. Yeah, let's no. just see how good you really are at this. And so I, uh, this is Friday. And for those of you who may have missed it, I was on my way to the airport because I was literally waiting to the last minute to make this decision of if I was going to go to the baby shower with the, with the woman that I'm dating or if I was going to go to the Canelo fight instead. And so I, I had no room for error, which is why I bring that up as I'm on my way to the airport. Which I may or may not have done on purpose, but that's irrelevant <laughs> now. <laughs> you didn't want to make that trip to the baby shower. I did not. Imagine that. <laughs> right? So, no room for error. The and lift- you're stressed, probably, right? Is that of what you're course. saying? I'm definitely stressed. Putting it all together last minute, getting it together, cool. But I had enough time to make the flight. Wasn't checking the bag. Shouldn't be a problem. I get in the lift, and I can already kind of sense that the guy's energy was a little off. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why, but it just was. Having a bad day. Having a bad day, probably. So I get in. I'm like, hello. And he doesn't really say anything. He just asks me, are you, if, if I'm who, I, who it says I am. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yep, that's me. He says, okay, good. So we take off. And we get maybe, I would say, five to ten minutes with into the ride. That wasn't a lot. And he like, he kind of does a double back to look at what I'm doing. And I had a Gatorade with me. I pulled the Gatorade out of my bag because I'm fighting a hangover on my way to the airport. I brought a Gatorade with me. And I take the Gatorade, top off, I sip a little bit, I put the top back on. And he goes, um, it's illegal to drink that in my car. A Gatorade. A Gatorade. <laughs> Dude, I've been in the back of Lyfts and Ubers with red Solo cups filled with vodka, and they've never said a word. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I know plenty of people who have done that, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, illegal might be a stretch. Are you saying you just don't want me to have a drink in your car? So he goes, no, it's illegal to drink that in my car. I'm like... I don't have a car, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if the rules have changed, the law have changed, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm good. Yeah. So then he's like, um, dude, throw the Gatorade out. Just throw the Gatorade out. So I'm like, all right, dude, you know what? I'm, I'm not about to fight you over Gatorade. I close the Gatorade. I put it back in my bag, and I'm thinking we can continue on with the ride. Mm-hmm. And he looks, and he goes, no, throw it out. Like out the window? Like out the window. Now that is illegal. Right, that we know. <laughs> exactly my we, point. We can I'm establish like, that. Wait a right. That's the illegal part, right? <laughs> so he goes, I don't care. I don't care. Throw it. I'm like, bro, I put it in my bag. Like, what's the problem? Did it's he, not even out anymore. It's in my bag. So did he think you had mixed alcohol with your Gatorade? So at this point, I don't know, right? Okay. At this point, I'm, I'm like in shock trying to figure out what the hell is going on. So I'm like, bro, the Gatorade is in my bag. I need the Gatorade. I'm not throwing my Gatorade out. So he goes, okay, no problem. Pulls over. 
Oh, on yeah. the highway. No, he did not. On the highway. No, he did not. Pulls the car over. We're not going anywhere until you throw the Gatorade out. Shut <gasps> up. What a weirdo. So I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this man? Like, I'm thinking at this point I'm being pranked, right? I'm like, oh, oh the show got me. Like, I'm like, there's no way this is happening. So I'm, I'm sitting there like, man, I, so you want me to litter? You risking our lives by trying to pull over and pull back on the side of a highway. You doing all of this because I have a Gatorade in my bag? You're literally on the highway. On the highway. Pulled over on the side of the road. Like, we went through the little bumps and everything to get into the grass. <laughs> oh, because I got a Gatorade. So at this point now, I feel like I'm in a standoff and I can't lose, right? Like I'm, I'm like, In my head, though, I'm like, I can't let this man kick me out this lift. I have to make it to the airport. Well, I'm also thinking it's illegal to let somebody out of a car on the side of a highway. I would think the same. So, yeah. he, so eventually we get there. He goes, well, if you don't throw it out, then I'm dropping you off as soon as we get off the highway. I said, all right, fine. I can't miss my flight. Yeah. Take the Gatorade out of my bag. Throw the Gatorade out. Now you made me litter on the side of the highway, mm-hmm. right? Then he pulls off. You know what? I'm dropping you off anyway. <gasps> are you serious right I'm now? I'm so serious. So I'm like, are you, are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Then he starts cursing at me and puts the camera on to, tell, to show, I guess, the security people mm-hmm. that I was the aggressor mm-hmm. and I wouldn't get out of his car. Damn. And I'm like, bro, that, that's not at all what happened. You just forced me to throw a Gatorade out. <laughs> so the guy drives, gets off at the next exit. Stops at, like, some parking lot or something. And as he's, like, getting off the exit, he calls, like, Lyft security, I guess, like, on the camera. Like, he puts the camera on, he makes a phone call, and somebody answers, and he's telling them that he's in danger. So I'm in the back going, you've got to be kidding me. And then this is where the moment I realized what was happening. When the Lyft, when the uh, security answered, they go, uh, what, what seems to be the issue? And he goes, this guy's in the back of my car drinking a beer. And you told him time and time again it was a Gatorade. I told him four times uh-huh. it was a Gatorade. It was a purple Gatorade. When the last time you seen a purple beer? <laughs> when? So I'm, tell, I'm trying to tell security through his speakerphone, it was a Gatorade. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a beer. Y'all can check the cameras. It was completely a Gatorade. The camera saw the entire thing. So I don't know if he just was having a bad day, if he mm-hmm. just felt like lying, if he genuinely thought it was a beer somehow. I still to this moment don't know what this guy's issue was, but he kicked me out the lift. He ended up kicking me out. He told security that I had a beer in his car and that I wouldn't get out the car. Both were completely untrue, but I ended up missing my flight because this guy kicked me out of his lift. Come on. on. So did you have to pay for another flight? Yeah. I had to rebook my flight. You got to charge that to Uber. I've I mean, been you, talking you, to Lyft like back and forth. Lyft, yeah. it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, but I've been back and forth in communication with them ever since it's don't, happened. Don't give that up. I won't. That's I won't. so I, messed up. Unbelievable. Wow. The real I got one real question for you though. How do I get my hands on that video? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't gone viral by now. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Suge Knight says he won't testify against suspect Dwayne Keefe D. Davis, even though he's the only surviving witness in Tupac's murder. So Keefe D. was recently arrested in connection to the murder of Tupac. We talked about this a couple days ago. And officials think he was the one to organize it and supply the gun. And since he's, of course, the only surviving witness, it's pretty expected that he is going to be asked to testify in court. So TMZ called him up literally from prison and asked him, Will you testify him if you're asked? And he said, absolutely not. All right, hold on one second. So this this fascinates me. So he gets a call and he picks up the phone and it's TMZ. Call and collect. Will you accept charges? <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> so he does the interview right from jail? Yeah, right from jail, like <laughs> over the phone. And he said, you know, I wouldn't. He's got free time. He's bored. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's right. got nothing better to do. That's a fair assumption. <laughs> <laughs> so they asked him, they said, hey, like, are you going to testify if you're asked? And he said, absolutely not. 
I wouldn't say a bad word about that man. And I wouldn't um, wish a day in prison on my worst enemy. And at the very end of the interview, he said, free Keefe D. He even mentioned in this interview that he does not believe Orlando Anderson was the one to shoot Tupac either, which is kind of the running theory that I most people believe, I think. <laughs> so real interesting. It's not surprising. I mean, he's, he's from that era where you don't snitch, even if the crime was done to you. I mean, this bullet grazed his head in the car and still years later, he is still in that place of I am not saying anything to the police because I don't want anybody to be in the position I'm in. Yeah, because you would think, how could it get worse? You're already in prison. But I feel like in in that world, something could still happen mm-hmm. to you. No, Work could sure. still get around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. he's doing the right thing to save himself. Look at my size. I am snitching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think if you're over like six foot, you can have that kind of right where you don't have to snitch. But if you're like five foot four, you snitch on everybody. I, I've I evolved. Am, I am not going to jail. I'm with you. I, it's <laughs> over six foot at night. I'm snitching too. <laughs> and I, I would wonder if they would strike up some kind of deal in order to protect him because, yeah, orders can come through. Like something can happen to him in mm. prison you know, um, if he does this, but if he got early release mm-hmm. for doing that, I yeah. mean, that a lot of times they, they'll finagle something like that. He probably would, but his image and the way he wants to be remembered for his legacy, yeah. he's not going to do that. No, 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 I'm too small. I'm too small. I'm <laughs> snitching and I work glutes too much too. They look good. I'm not going to prison. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> okay, Britney Spears, this is an exciting month for her because she's gearing up to release her new memoir, The Woman and Me, and it looks like she might already be already be working on the sequel. So Brittany hopped on social media as she typically does. And this time she wasn't dancing with knives. She posted a video of her flying over some water in the private jet. And it even included some footage of her riding. And she said, I'm riding and I'm riding. So riding, like, because she was also on a horse in this video too. Um, And um, she said, volume two coming after one. And then hashtagged the woman in me, which kind of implies the fact that she might have a second memoir coming out, which could be pretty exciting. Although... I, mean, I feel like you got to get it all out in the first. Like, yeah. how do you already have a sequel on the way? That doesn't, yeah. I, w- I would feel like in, if you wanted to be received well, mm-hmm. you got to put everything, anything, all the goods, all the tea in that first book. Mm-hmm. Unless it ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, like right before her and Sam, like, get a divorce? Yeah, and then the volume two is like, <laughs> and here's what happened to my divorce. Because if you think about it, this all happened probably before this even went to publishing. Yeah, so yeah. maybe she wants to spill that and we'll get some <laughs> some knives talk. That ghostwriter is going to be working hard. Because <laughs> I know she's not writing that book. It's going to be a big payday, though. Yeah, I've read yeah, her sure. Instagram captions. I know that for a fact, too. Just <laughs> <laughs> be a bunch of emojis everywhere, man. I do feel like if she does a volume two, I really do feel like it'd be her writing it, but it would just be like a bunch of gibberish and we would would just be really confused the whole time. If she writes it. two books, that's pretty much the same amount that she's read in her life. Right? It is. You don't know that. One. Stop it's it. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, Brittany. Okay, <laughs> so we have to talk about this couple that so many people are upset about the fact that they have broken up. I'm talking about Jody Turner-Smith and Joshua Jackson. This is another shocking couple that people are like, what the heck? It, I mean, you see. Nothing. Nope. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, who that? You don't know who they are? Not a clue. Oh my God, real quick. They're just a real cute couple. Joshua Jackson, I know specifically from um, Dawson's Creek. He played yeah. Pacey. That's probably where you know him from also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I do know him. He's All also right. on that show, Fringe. Did you ever watch that? Like the sci-fi show? Nope. So good. Do you watch you Skulls? Nope. The movie Skulls? Uh-uh. I haven't seen any of those. I haven't seen Dawson Creek. I haven't seen Fringe. I haven't seen Skulls. But he was in uh, He was in Affair on um, HBO. Also, Get Out. Okay. 
No, he wasn't. No, oh, right. <laughs> I do recognize his face, though. Yeah, people have been DMing me a lot about this couple because I think so many people people saw them um, get together. It seemed mm-hmm. like such a great marriage. She actually proposed to him. So now people are looking back on old interviews where he's talking about the fact that she proposed to him. And he was like, well, she was adamant about it. So we got married. But what hmm. I find interesting is not only was she the one to propose to him, she also was the one to file for divorce. So yeah. it looks like she's really the one. Colin the shots in this relationship. And they, they have a child that's, I, I don't think, that old, right? Like a year old. Mm. Yeah, it's always sad when I see families break up. I wonder if there are any, <clears throat> excuse me, statistics anywhere, because I'm sure it doesn't happen often. Um, is the marriage more consistently successful when the woman mm. proposes to the guy? Oh. I don't I, think the statistics... fair numbers, though. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Because it's so... There's so few. Yeah, like per capita, it would be, yeah, mm-hmm. not yeah. accurate. Right? Not good data. A resurfaced Travis Barker interview has people rethinking the real reason Courtney and Kim are feuding. It's on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Looks like the dating app Hinge is really putting a mirror up to you <laughs> and really making you take a good, hard look at yourself. Yeah, this has kind of been a joke on social media for the past couple of years. Every time Spotify wrapped comes out or Apple Music replay, whatever comes out, people go, oh my gosh, Hinge or Bumble should do something like this so you can see your year in dating wrapped up and see, you know, how many people ghosted you? How many people did you ghost? And Hinge has finally listened to the people and they released it. All right. So for a guy that's never been on dating apps, how, how does it even track? The analytics. The analytics, yeah. right. And, and exactly what are they providing for you? So there's a couple of different things. So it gives you a list of statistics played out very beautifully. They put in like graphs together, pie charts, emojis to show your dating disasters. And some of the things that it shows is how many people uh, liked you, how many people that you liked, what your match rate is, what your rejection rate is, and your most popular words and the most popular emojis that you use. Can you turn this feature off if you want? Well, you have to request it. So I saw a TikTok a couple of days ago and I got tagged in it a couple of times too where people were like, let's see your hinge wrapped. And I was like, okay. More more reasons to be insecure. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because if there's a major discrepancy between how many you're swiping on and how many are swiping on you, that'll that'll hit you in the soul. Uh Yeah. Right in the ego. You smell that? It's desperation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought, all right, you know what? I'll give it a shot and I'll go into my hinge because I still unfortunately have it on my phone. And I will request my data to be sent to me so that we can um, display it for the Burt Show's entertainment. Look at you, you little radio soldier. You know me. I I knew it. Um, (laughs) As a sidebar here, because you've given up dating apps for like the last 30 days or whatever. Yeah. uh, How's it gone so far? Like, do you still feel like you're picking up your phone to check the apps? Because it's habitual or do you feel more mentally healthy? Admittedly, for about three-ish weeks, like I did not think about it at all. I will say when we got our new Burt Show photos out, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I'm morbidly curious. Like, <laughs> I wonder if I would get any more swipes if I had this photo <laughs> on my hinge. So I will admit, I have relapsed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the version photos put you back in the game. Yes. I mean, they're all I professional. Like, yes. no, right. She's got great makeup. Yes. Hair looking good. Yeah. I was like, let's see what kind of fish I can catch with these new photos. It's not every day you get like professional hair and makeup done and good lighting and, you know, yeah. a cute little outfit. So, and. Um, 
you know, I may I may have been speaking to a few gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> you have told you more than relapse. Right. You're back on the juice. I know, but I, w- I, <laughs> I will say it's kind of gotten me excited though because I do yeah. feel like it's helped. Okay. I do feel like my options have improved since adding those photos in, and I I think taking the break was good. I don't know if I'll go out with anybody because no one has proved yet to be mm-hmm. worthy. But Okay, so the advice for women here then is if you're single and you haven't had a, lo- a luck on these dating apps, get on a morning show <laughs> that gets professional <laughs> pictures taken and picks up the bill on that mm-hmm. and then post mm-hmm. those photos. That's good advice. Or just find better friends who can take better <laughs> photos of you. <laughs> My gosh, it's so hard. Um, but anyway, so Hinge has this new wrapped feature out and I have requested my data and I don't know if I have like an abnormal amount of data because they have not sent it to me yet. But I did think it'd be a fun little experiment to have everyone give me their guesses of what you think my statistics are going to be. And then hopefully by next week, they will have sent it to me because I will be contacting customer service because I want mine. Dan- this is a dangerous assignment. This mm-hmm. is dangerous? Yeah. Why is it dangerous? Well, because if you ask us to make a prediction on if you've been swiped on more than you know, getting swiped on and we say something offensive, then you're going to be all upset. No, I'm not. You sure? You sure? You thought Jackson Kim was taking your job, Abby. Listen, that was, that was paranoia. <laughs> this is just you guys being a-holes. <laughs> so I, I have screenshots of the different things that they will allegedly send me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm looking at my email right now because I was hoping they would maybe send it to me, but um, alas, it's just them telling me that all these losers have still liked me on this app. So. Maybe they're holding back the info because they're like, this is just going to really upset her. It's probably so really bad. On to it. <laughs> okay, so the first question or the first thing it'll give me is it'll tell me how many suitors I crossed paths with. So how many people did I see on the app? Oh, how many total? Like, how many did you total? Swipe left or right on? Yes. What is this in a year? You say in one year, and I'll get, for example the the person that I saw. Just so you have like a general idea of mm-hmm. how, what the number hers was 6,764. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 10,000 for you. 10,000. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go 5,555. Five, 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 five. First number that came to mind was 4,500. I don't know why. 4,500. Okay. One. One swipe, Bob. <laughs> and then what do you think my match percentage with? Like, how many people do you think I said yes to out of the people that I saw? And for context, her number was 9.1%. Oh, jeez. That's low, no? Oh, jeez. Oh, don't you know? <laughs> oh, no. I don't know where that came from. I, just, I, did, I transported myself to the Midwest. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, that is so low. That's very low. I feel like Abby's is going to be low, too, though. I do, too. I feel like yours is going to be, I was going to go low, but I wasn't going to go that low. Like 1%? No. What's this category one more time? How many people did I say yes to out of the people that I saw? 100%. What? (laughs) That I can guarantee you is wrong. Um, 12%. Okay. Mm. I'm going to go 11. 11%. All right. I think you're pretty picky. Um, She's very picky. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go, I'll go 7%. You're on 7%? Yep. All right. Okay, we have a couple more questions. Okay, what time of day did I send the most messages? For context, hers was 3 a.m. Whoa. I'm asleep, I promise wow, you. Yeah, she no. was leaving them clubs looking for something, boy. <laughs> Man, she was she deep in the booty calls. She on the was. wrong app, yeah. <laughs> Does she know about this thing called Tinder? Right. <laughs> I'm going to assume it's 
early afternoon on you based on our schedule. So I'll say like three in the afternoon. 3 p.m. Okay. I'm saying 9 p.m. Okay. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Okay. And the last ones are what emojis did I use the most and what words did I use the most? We can just kind of combine those two. Oh. Emojis. Hmm. Oh, you used a cat face emoji. Oh, God. No wonder why. <laughs> that would say a lot. Cat. <laughs> like the cat emoji. Yeah, the cat face emoji. I'm going to go wink. Wink? A little wink. A little flirt, a little wank? Yep. I'll, I'll go the uh, crying face, laughing. Crying, emoji. laughing. And then if you had to pick a word that I use the most in my messages with these men. Read. Read. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> I just leave them on red. <laughs> I think as a joke, you probably lean on your cat a lot. So I'll go cat. Oh, Della. oh that's a good guess. Della cat yeah. slash Della. All right. Okay. So our our guesses are in, and hopefully Hinge will send me them by next week, and we can compare. Okay, beautiful. This. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed. Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Bird Show. All right, let's get Casey on the phone here because Casey is kind of feeling like, man, am I being too insecure about my significant other having male friends or not? Hey, Casey. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Do I have that right? You're dating somebody new now and you're a little bit concerned about their friendships? No. So it was actually my best friend was dating someone and that person was insecure because of me. He's the friend. Oh, okay. He's I got gotcha. friend. Okay. More deets. So the best friend started dating this person about two months ago. And then actually last week, um, they told me that they ended things because the other person was insecure about our friendship, uh, and everything and hanging around. And I, haven't gotten more details over the weekend. Um, apparently there were some other things that was like not great about it either, but the real kicker probably of the insecurity is that my best friend and I are 
ex-fiancés. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. I love how you waited to give us that detail. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you guys okay. were formally engaged, yes. broke up, and remained really good friends. Such good friends that we played the piano together. You still play piano together on occasion? Weekly. Weekly? Whoa, okay. Okay, All right, right. Casey. Okay, well, bro, what's Casey? the question? What is the yeah. question, man? <laughs> Listen, bro. Like. <laughs> Where's the question? Wait, wait a minute. That was a buildup. Was it happening while they were seeing each other? I believe it happened, like, when they were still figuring each other out and seeing each other out. Okay. But it stopped pretty much after two or three weeks when they were, I guess, they never totally defined the relationship. It was still like in that early exploratory dating phase. Yeah. Um, but once but, they got serious, you all quit playing piano together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm not exactly sure what you're getting. Are you hoping we say like, oh my God, I can't believe how they're overreacting to this whole situation. Is that what you're thinking? No. So I'm still, I've still been like trying to tease out the information of how much my friend told this dude they were seeing. Um, I don't think they were saying like, oh, by the way, this is my best friend who I play the piano with mm -hmm. um, while we're going on our dates and everything. I don't think that happened. Um, and I was totally respectful. I stayed out of that and just became pure platonic friends. We just hung out, nothing flirty or nothing. Um, my friend was like, and then it has told me before that this is strictly piano playing. This is this is just friends that love playing the piano together, great at playing the piano together, and it's just going to be friends who play the piano together. Mm -hmm. hey. And we established this a while ago. All right, Casey. <laughs> if you guys are so good at playing the piano together, so you got the physical stuff down, and you're best friends, so you got, like, the emotional stuff down, why are you not together? We try, like I said, we were engaged yeah. and I did some emotional cheating <laughs> um, a long time ago. Mm -hmm. We try to get back together. I think they still had some insecurities or like uncertainties that I wasn't being 100% honest about stuff and mm -hmm. started looking for faults and everything. Mm -hmm. And then we broke up a second time and that was about a year and a half ago. And we've, they just said, you know what? I'm just going to see you as a friend. I don't think I could ever love you again. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think it would be fair to her in order to find her forever person if you kind of like backed out a little bit, at least when it comes to the intimate aspect of it? And that's, and that's definitely the part that I'm dealing with too is, hey, if this is your chance at your happily ever after, yeah, like, I can bow out because that's the kind of friend that I think I am that I hope you would be as well as I don't want to be in the way of your happiness mm -hmm. at God. the end of the day. That even makes you more attractive to her. Oh, it does. Right. Mm -hmm. Man, you played that one well. If you say that tonight, you're all going to be playing <laughs> piano. I'm just letting you know that right, right. now. <laughs> if you take this from the perspective of the former significant other, right? Look, you got to understand where they're coming from, right? I mean, if, if you were in the same spot, you'd feel like, hey, back out of the picture, right? And, and I totally agree. I see where this, where this person they were dating, where this other dude was coming from. I think it looks 
hella weird for sure. Um, but I think it's more of my best friend. This is the question is that is my best friend wanting to hang on to our friendship too much and might mm. have under, might still secretly have feelings for me, but hasn't dealt with them and use this as an excuse, like to still keep me around. That's what I think is happening. Mm -hmm. I think your relationship is undermining any potential future relationship she might have. But that's Mm -hmm. not his problem, right? No, it's not. But uh, kudos to him for being Mm -hmm. self-aware and recognizing this and wondering if he should be the one to do something because she may not. She's a grown-ass woman. I know she's, but he's also a grown-ass man. Mm -hmm. So maybe he steps in and is like, hey, I think this is affecting any potential relationship you have, how about we just take a step back? I do feel like he has some responsibility. If that is your best friend and you realize that she cannot move on because of the situation that y'all have now, um, you're now in, and it has to do with you cheating at one point, I think y'all either need to make, find a way to make it work together or you do need to give us some space to move on. Yeah, and I think if you say the exact same thing that you told us, uh, Kristen's right, you're probably getting late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope this last one is the best one. <laughs> All right, Casey, appreciate you calling. All right, take care, guys. Appreciate it. Bye now. The Burt Show. Two very different things. Boy math versus girl math. Abby, explain exactly what we're talking about here. Boy math and girl math is sort of like trying to explain the uh, misconstrued logic that each gender has. So, like, for example, one of the examples I gave was that boy math is thinking that 5'10 and 6' foot were the same height. (laughs) (laughs) And girl math is whatever Jackson Kim comes up with. (laughs) I'm not in on this, but um, off the top of my head, girl math would be, hey, I'm, I just need 10 more minutes before I'm ready, and it's really an hour and a half. Yeah, that's a good example. example. That is a very good example. Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, who wants to start? We go we go round by round, right? Yeah, it's, this has been trending on social media, and there, it, it started with boy math, and then girl math entered the equation, and they were so good, I tasked um, our two teams, mm-hmm. the ladies, which consist of Abby and Cassie, Woo! and then the men's which consists of Mo and Jackson. You. We're mathletes. <laughs> Before we even started this segment, I'm like, hey, you guys, are we going to go five minutes on this? And Mo and Jackson said, I don't got a lot. And, Ab- and Abby and Cass, you're like, oh, we've got three hours of material. <laughs> it's slim pickings for us, man. So the first round went to the women. The second round went to the men. So obviously, since we're down to slip, this is the last round of boy math versus girl math okay. to determine a victor. All right. Okay. So your entire gender and sex is on the line. No pressure. <laughs> You're representing an entire gender. Okay. All right, Bert. Who would you like to go first? Um, because the dudes have come in with a lack of content, uh, we will go with the women first. Okay. <laughs> Abby. Yeah. Boy math is terrorizing a woman for sleeping with 15 men and then begging her to make you number 16. <laughs> oh. I got one for that. Oh, 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 oh okay. Right. Rebuttal. All right, hey, Kins. Perfect, Abby. Girl math is I know Nick Cannon has five baby mothers already, but six is my favorite number. <laughs> to the men. Going away. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Both are points. And to keep it fair, you have two judges. One's a man. One's a woman. We both have a point that we can allot to any team. All right. So, Jackson, kick it off. 
girl math is thinking the check engine light in your car is just a cute feature. <laughs> I love lights. <laughs> Ladies, boy math is knowing your son's birthday, but not your daughter's, even though they're twins. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm giving that to the ladies. Yeah, the ladies. Is, yeah, yeah right. that's, that's solid. We are tied up 2-2. Two, two. All right. And the ladies are kicking off this round. Okay. Boy math is wanting to break up with your girlfriend, but instead you stay with her another six months and then cheat on her. Oh, Ooh. damn, she's hitting hard. Okay, that, that was that, tough. That one was a little hard. Yeah. A little close yeah. to the truth. A little close <laughs> to the truth. All right. Guys. Girl math is buying yourself pl- flowers to prove to people who don't care that you're not a lonely loser. It's like you read my journal. We gotta fight back, man. Yeah, we're going low today. Who do you want your point to go to? Uh, Risa Kins. Uh, all right, I'm gonna give it to the ladies. So we're tied up three three. Mm-hmm. All right, who started that? Uh, ladies started that last round. So boys start this round. Oh man, I don't want to get in trouble for any of these. That's too late, bro. Just go. We in this thing. Girl math is having more bodies than IQ points. Salute, Jamie. Next day. All right, Cassie, come on, girl. Come on, Cassie. I'll Oh, I don't want to get in trouble for this. So I'm going to hit you. Wait, Cassie, do you want me to step in? I think I have a... Woo. Yes, do you, go, ha- go do, you, do you feel confident about yours? You can step in. Mine, this one's really low. Okay. Now I now I might be stepping back a little bit. This is a little bad. Do it. Boy math is having twelve bodies, but only having consent from five. Oh. 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 I don't want to play anymore. Oh. Abby, but I'll be gone. Every now and then, dark <laughs> Abby, Abby shows her face, <laughs> and I don't know if I need to push her away or hug her. Dark mode, Abby just entered the chat. Yeah. I'm giving that one to the ladies. That was that was low. Damn, that one hurt. I I get. I think the ladies went even lower. You <laughs> win that round. Yeah. All right. So yeah, women five, men three. Yeah. All right. Who kicks <laughs> off? Oh, the ladies kick off this round. Cassie, right. you take this one. Boy math is being surprised that Taylor Swift's net worth is 25 times more than Travis Kelsey's. Oh, damn. Okay. Um, Girl math is him being rich and me being broke equals equally yoked. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go ladies on this. I'm going to go ladies on this just for you. I don't know how to follow that last one. All right. Um, Gentlemen, kick off this round. Double points, last round. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's we, need, <laughs> we need a super move for dark ass. <laughs> really? All right. Uh, girl math is letting a snake talk you into eating an apple and welcoming sin into the world. Okay. <laughs> we're, wow, not, we're going biblical. Well, well, we're, not you bringing my religious trauma into this. The Bible. We just went to Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> we're bringing it all the way back. Who right. is willing to go to hell? Hang on. To that's win this round. Right. the first thing that ever happened. <laughs> Why are we bringing testaments into it? <laughs> That's the original girl <laughs> That's before man. <laughs> Cassie, do you have one for this? Okay, Cassie, take this. He is willing to offend Jesus to win this round. Okay. Boy math is being the idiot who ignored God and listened to a woman and joined her with sin in the world by eating the apple after her. Uh, oh, we freestyling? Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it to the men on that one. Yep. All yep. right, so here's the deal. Last round, there men are, have five, women have seven, so guys can come in to tie. 
Potentially. Or, or women can walk away with yep, the men. Yep, let's go. Okay. All right, so it is the ladies who kick off this round. <sighs> okay. Where do I want to go with this? Let's oh, go fine. with the best you got. Let me think. Okay. Mm, we'll go the opposite of biblical. <laughs> Boy math is being homophobic, but still having a thing for lesbians. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's funny. Abby is inspired today. Wow. Abby is absolutely in fuego today. Wow. Gentlemen, how, how would you How good look- is yours? Uh, I have a feeling it's better than mine. Because it has to, to be, uh, you need Kristen and I yes. to both agree on this. Yes. So go with the darkest you got. No pressure. All right. <laughs> uh Girl math is thinking that the back door doesn't count towards your bodies. Um, Say that one more time. I was communicating with Tommy. I'm sorry. Again. You're going to make him repeat that? Girl math is thinking that the back door doesn't count towards your bodies. (laughs) Not the behind one. I come from youth group. Yeah. <laughs> I just think <laughs> <laughs> um, I know where I, my point's going. Where's your point going? Where's your point going? Where's your point going? On the count of three, say okay. either women or men. Right. One, two, three. Men. Women. It doesn't See, matter. Wait, 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 well done. Dark Abby, man, Woo! with the assists. Yeah, wow. <laughs> The Burt Show. Tina here is about to find out if her husband has been messing around and the (laughs) uh, delivery came from karma. Karma flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Tina, good morning. Hi there. Good morning. Good morning. All right, so we got some results for you here in a couple of seconds, but you're kind of feeling like karma might be playing a role in this because you cheated on him a while back and you think he might be cheating on you now? Well, um, no, what happened was I cheated with him on my first husband. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was the other man. Okay, yeah. Give us the details on this whole thing. Okay, so I don't know what's going on. I think you're right. It probably is karma. Like, um, my current husband and I did get together while I was still married, and that ended to the (laughs) end of that marriage, obviously. And, you know... I just think that my husband is doing the same thing to me that we did to my ex-husband. He's been acting really strange. He's really secretive with his phone. He's just really distant. So I've just been, my gut is telling me that he's cheating, but I don't want to like confront him and unnecessarily bring a lot of drama into our relationship. He doesn't need it. Yeah, you know, I said this yesterday, and I had never actually thought about this before, that I've always said, like, infidelity goes on your permanent record, right? So if you're in a relationship and you screw around, I think you can get trust back, but it never fully goes to 100%. But I also think that in your case, if you screwed around or he screwed around while he was married or you were married, that goes on your internal, like, permanent record as well. Like, so your lens changes because you guys... or got together while you were in committed relationships. It's like you have a prescription for infidelity on your glasses. Right. And so you're going to see things differently because 
that you've you've already, you've lived it and mm. you've experienced it and you've gone through it. Well said. Well said. Okay, so um, you asked us to. Um, test him with War of the Roses to see if your gut was right or your lens is just a little on the offside. So Kristen's got some results for you. All right, so we sent a promotional email to the address, Tina, you provided for your husband. He's offered a free bouquet of flowers, able to choose from several options with pictures. And his options were Fall Festival, a glorious display of fall colors bursting from a rustic galvanized pale. Orange roses, sunflowers, mums, and eucalyptus are the perfect rustic yet elegant mix to welcome the season. He also had an English garden, a beautiful willow basket, boasting with vibrant blooms of giant white blue and limelight hydrangeas, pink roses, larkspur, delphinium, carnations, lavender, dahlias, ranunculus, and trailing ivy. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> She'll feel like she's living in a fairy tale when these arrive at the door. And because it's spooky season, we have the bouquet. A spellbounding bouquet featuring rust-colored lilies, orange and maroon carnations, magnolia and eucalyptus, all bursting from a hollowed pumpkin. And lastly, the tried and true, long-stemmed love. A stunning bouquet says it all and leaves no doubts. Two dozen long-stemmed red roses are the quintessential way to say I love you and so much more. In exchange, he's asked to share some promo codes for a percentage off a future order. We sent the email at 10.17 a.m. and he responded at 10.42 a.m. He likes a good deal. Yeah, he does. Wasted no time. (laughs) Now, he did choose Fall Festival. Um... The glorious display of fall colors. Uh, he set delivery for this coming weekend, Saturday morning, to a residential address. And it's to be sent to a Melissa. And I know, Tina, that is not your real name. No, it's not. Oh, my God. And the note on the card says, had a great time with you and looking forward to more. <laughs> okay. So, th- well, okay. So, this is this is certainly not great news. No. But it also sounds like it's new. Yeah, I mean, looking forward to more. But look at the type of flowers he sent, though. <laughs> Which ones were they? It was the fall festival. Like, it In wasn't... galvanized pale. That doesn't scream romance. It, it doesn't. He, no. had the, he had the choice to get two dozen roses. I'm Tina, trying to look on the bright side of things. That's okay. why I think it's like relatively new. But so, Tina, do 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 you have do you know a Melissa or is this like I don't okay. no? Mm-hmm. Um, had a great time with you, meaning that they did something together, went somewhere. <laughs> this doesn't sound sexual to me yet. It sounds like it's in the infancy. Yeah, yeah. it's in the infancy, so it can be stopped. But I'm just guessing. Well, is it also possible that it, maybe it's not even a romantic thing at all? Maybe it's just like a colleague that he sent it to in in at their home. At, under no circumstance, if mm. you get flattered, right. uh, uh, you know. Go ahead, you can. No, I'm, I, I mean, you send them to Tina. Yeah, you, you send them to, you your send to your wife. I mean, mm. you never send flowers just because you had a great time with a coworker. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe if you're trying to schmooze a client, I don't know. Yeah, smoozing a client had a great time with you and look. I mean, I'd say schmoozing a client is a slim possibility, especially if somebody works from home. Yes, like if you're like if you, you don't obviously you want to keep this anonymous, Tina. We don't know what he does for a living. And you don't have to tell us, but there, is there potentially with what he does for a living a chance he could have had no. an interaction? Okay, all right. All right. Well, hey, well, I'll shut up. <laughs> so, mm, I don't really know what to tell you in that case, but I do think, 
I mean, I think there's some openness here that maybe. So how does she how does she expose this in a way to him that doesn't reek of, hey, I know you're cheating because we don't really know that he is. But she has to bring it up that she knows about the flowers, even though there really are no flowers. Ask who who is Melissa. And then he goes, how, how do you know about Melissa? That's doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. How I know. Mm-hmm. It's irrelevant how I know who's Melissa. All I know is that you sent flowers to her. No. Can she say that? No. Why not? Why? You don't, I don't think you even need to do all that. Have him explain who Melissa is. Well, you know he's going to work his way out of it. They always do. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Tina. Um, I mean, at least you have the details now, yeah. and you know that when he had the opportunity, they weren't sent to you. Uh, so I guess now it's up to you to figure out how you want to bring this up with him. Yeah. No, I like just going straight forward. Who's Melissa? Yeah. Well, when you do get some results, if you feel like giving us a call back, let us know, okay? I'm sorry. All right, thank you. All right. All right. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. Imagine owning this beautiful engagement ring slash wedding ring that you're just showing off to all your friends. Look at my ring. Look at my, oh, this, you want to see this? Oh, this small thing? And then you put it in front of her and everybody's like, oh, <laughs> ah, he must really love you because that's a big ring. And the more the care, the more the love. <laughs> I think we all know that. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> and then you find out years later that that ring that you have been showing to all of your friends and you're so proud of is a total freaking fake. All right, so yesterday we had a segment and a sister was upset with her brother for giving his fiance a fake diamond ring, right? She thought it was disingenuous and it was dishonest and he's like, "What? You, why does it matter? It shouldn't matter. And so we all debated mm-hmm. it. A show listener who is a jeweler heard the segment, slid into my DMs and shared a little behind the scenes. Call it confessions of a jeweler here, right? Not going to disclose the name. I love this. But she wrote, just listen to the fake diamond segment. I have worked for a jeweler for six years now as a person who checks in repairs. I need people to stop lying to their partners. (laughs) Wow. When I've been the one to deliver this news, when they didn't know, it is usually embarrassing for the customer, stressful for us, and just all around deceitful to lie slash withhold information. I've had women angrily call their husbands in the store and tell me to repeat the diamond testing for them. I've had customers call me a liar and had husbands call ahead of time to have me lie. Dang, bro. I 100% refuse this one. So I assume they end up calling another jeweler Mm -hmm. who will. There is nothing in all caps wrong buying a CZ, moissanite, lab-grown. And I understand that people can feel pressure to get something big and shiny, but I can't understand the lying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's had men call and ask her to lie about if the ring is real. Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to stick up for guys for just one second. Good luck. A lie is a lie, period, right? But I do think that she mentioned something fairly important there. Yeah. That guys have been told and trained Bigger, the better, right? Woman wants a ring that's shiny and big. So I do think that there's pressure on guys to make sure that happens, even though it might not be in their budget. Now, I'm not saying the lie is right. Nope. And I'm saying you're making a tremendous mistake, especially this is how you're going to launch your marriage. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible decision. However, I understand the pressure. The pressure is there and the lie is wrong. Two things 
can exist at the same time. <laughs> she, she just wants it to end. Yes. Just end. Yes. All right, moving on in this email here, and we always encourage you guys to hit us up if you got something going on in your life and you need some advice from around the country. We'll do that for you. Hit us up at thebirdshow.com. She does not want to go on vacation with her dad's new girlfriend, period. I don't want to go on vacation with my dad because he's dating a homewrecker. <laughs> wow, right out the gate. And I want nothing to do with her. Did that get your attention? Because I really need you all to read this email on air because I need advice and I need it soon. Congratulations, you did. My dad invited me and my younger brother to Mexico for fall break. But he's bringing her. The woman he cheated on my mom with. Oh, no. And ultimately left my mom for. Mm-mm. No bueno. She and a fake big boob stole my dad <laughs> away from my mom. <laughs> I can't stand her. And not just because she's a homewrecker. I'm 22. And I'm more mature than her. She's rude, attention-seeking, a moron, (laughs) and has the most horrendous laugh. The thought of her makes my skin crawl. I know my dad is at fault for the affair, and I can't pin it all on her. But he's still my dad, and I love him. I feel she has bewitched him somehow. (laughs) I would love to spend quality time with my dad and brother in Mexico, just not with her. If you were in my position... What would you do? Would you decline and not go? Would you be honest with your dad about why you aren't going or make up an excuse? Would you go? Would you go and ignore her completely? I hate this situation so much. I can't change it, so I have to figure out how to deal with it. Unless you think I should go and make the vacation a living hell for her. (laughs) Something I would not be opposed to do. (laughs) Thanks, daughter in distress. Yeah, there's such an Mm. obvious answer here. Uh, You all go on... To Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, and you go on a deep sea fishing trip, and you push her off the boat. Oh, yeah, right. there we go, boom, bam, segment over. Done. Glad you emailed us. <laughs> All right, I've got a better idea. Where she won't be at fault and have to be charged with murder. Like uh, Kristen went to that place, uh, Tulum. Yes. Go to one of those sacred places and encourage her to uh, put a rock <laughs> in her bag or either just slip one in her bag for her. Because it's bad luck. And then she'll be cursed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And you think that's better than the murder thing? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think anything's better than murder, Bert. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this email reminds me a lot of the parent trap, you know, oh, when the yeah. kids are trying to get the parents back together. Oh, yeah. And on second watch, everybody in their 20s actually looked back and, and were like, you know what? The kids were actually brats and we're yeah. all on the side of Meredith. So I would actually like to know your side of the story and how you've also been on the wrong mm-hmm. of this. She has not. <laughs> she is a, she is she a P1. No she is our listener. <laughs> she is in the right. Uh, I don't think I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm not going. If I if I were in her situation, I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not going. I, I would try to somehow, some way, be supportive to my dad, but I would never have a relationship with her. I just wouldn't support it. I probably couldn't mm-hmm. do it. So you would decline, and you would be honest about why I you're declining? I would be completely mm-hmm. honest. Yeah, I wouldn't go either. Like, you're not going to have, I'm not going to go somewhere where I know I'm not going to have any fun. But that's my age talking. Mm. Like, in your 20s, maybe that's different. But where I am now, I'm not wasting time on people or places that are going to bring me misery. It's different if like, yeah, there's compromises in life. You don't always do things you want to do. But if this is something that you are dreading, it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, then you don't go. I feel like I have enough caffeine in me this morning that I have crystal clarity. Oh, God. Um, I've said this before also that um, there comes a time, I think, in every relationship, parental kid relationship, where they stop seeing you as a child 
and they start seeing you as an adult, but you have to do something in order for them Mm -hmm. to respect you in that place. You at 22 years old right now just said that you're more mature than his new home wreck and be. So (laughs) tell him why you're not going. Be honest. Be an adult. And he'll respect you. It's going to hurt, but he'll respect you for it. And he might start seeing you as the adult that you are. Will he respect her for it? He, he might be mad, but I think he'll respect her, yeah. I think he would. Um, I mean, how could... Uh, this is the woman that's sort of, like, replaced her mom. He shouldn't even be shocked she doesn't want to go. Uh, 100%. You yeah. should see that one coming. I just can't imagine turning down a free vacation. Right? <laughs> oh, <is laughs> to Mexico. Dad paying for it? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. See? <laughs> now, if I'm paying for it, I ain't gone. Or the deep sea fishing trip idea. Okay. <laughs> one option. Okay? It's Bird Show. Get it. The Bird Show. So at least Kristen is consistent this mm-hmm. week. Uh, it was a couple of days ago. She thought she'd put Mo on the spot. I could see the panic come over his face. He had no idea what was going on at the time. So she's not done. She's <laughs> going it was because she used my government name. That's how I'm going. Maurice <laughs> Mitchell. All right. So who's uh, your target this morning? My target this morning is Cassandra Young. Dun, dun, dun. We're doing this and we're doing this now. Cassie doesn't what, what look do nearly doing? as nervous as Mo did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be. I got two sick kids at home. I'm real tired, so everything is taking me like okay. my processing. Like everyone was laughing earlier, and then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm like on a three second delay." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you are holding yourself accountable this month, um, Bert. You were not here when we determined what Cassie's punishment was going to be if she orders anything from a food delivery service. All right. Well, can I circle back on some stuff that you guys might have already covered because sure. I wasn't here? Mm-hmm. Um. So what is the goal? How often are you ordering and why now are you feeling like, okay, I got to make this change? I've been feeling this way for a while and I've tried before. I've deleted the app um, and then I always install it or I use my husband's app and I reinstall mine and it's just, it's bleeding me dry and I I need to stop. And I noticed I really started getting into a a habit and I I use it because it's, I run out of time in the mornings or what have you. So it's like the one thing I can cut from my morning routine is food. And I know I can get it delivered so I can have more sleep or I can do dishes or whatever I have to do in the morning before I get out the door. Um, But then it got to a point where one day I did it like three days, like every meal in a row. Another day I did an order from like a healthy fast food place. We'll put it that way. It doesn't have a drive through, but it has healthy ingredients. And I didn't pay attention to the fees because I'm like, oh, in store, it's yeah. probably going to be like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So let me add mm, tax tip delivery. It's probably going to be like 30, which is a lot, but I call it the, you know, it's the delivery tax. Like that's just what you pay. And it was 70 Ooh. for one bowl. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel sick to my stomach after that. And, you How know, it was the bowl. It, right. it was not not. I mean, it's standard size. I don't want to say the name of like the mm-hmm. restaurant, but it was like what you would order when you go in store for a lunch. Okay. You could probably get two meals out of it. But so this is a financial thing. Like it's yeah, just it's financial. Okay. And I'm ordering maybe 25 times a month, something like that. 26. It's just it's. I could be using that money to invest or elsewhere or saving it for vacations. It's just not a smart financial move. And part of getting my life, life together sounds like my life isn't together, but I'm trying to get all my ducks in a row and my financial health is part of that picture. So this is something I know I need to address. So the punishment is we've determined for the month of October, if, if Cassie utilizes any of those food delivery services, she has to expose how much she has spent this year in total on those food delivery services, and she has to then donate that money to Burt's Big Adventure. Oh. 
I hope you fail miserably. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, it's not the donation that's going to hurt me. It's telling people how much I've spent thus far this year on food delivery. Is it that embarrassingly high? I think it is. Yeah. I haven't even, I can't even bring myself no. to calculate it. I just know it is. But I've always told myself, I'm like, this is, <laughs> I rationalized it. Because we talk about like when you're a parent having a village to help you raise your child. And now the new conversation is we just don't have those structures anymore. So now you hire out your village with yeah. like, you have people come in to clean. If you if you can afford it, people like nannies and stuff. So in my head, I'm like, this is part of my village. I hired a chef at these different restaurants because really that's what I used it for is coping. It's not like I was like, I want tacos tonight. I'm not going to make them. It's I'm running around mm-hmm. like I just don't have time to cook anything. I'm starving. The kids always have food. What am I going to eat? And mm-hmm. that's so I'm using it's a crutch. OK. All right. So since we're on the theme of accountability here. Pick a date. A date for what? Pull up your calendar, pick a date that I am coming over to your house to watch your kids <laughs> so you and your husband can go on a date. He just took you on a lovely weekend trip to the mountains for your birthday with the kids. I want you and him to go out on a date. We had a date picked back in August, mm-hmm. but unforeseen circumstances, you like you broke your foot, other things happen. I totally get it. But now here we are in October. And we still don't have a date on the books. Pick a date. Well, hold on a sec. Let's ask her if that's what she wants. It is. I do. It is. I do want to go on a date with my husband. It's just. Because you broke your foot on purpose so you didn't have to go on a date. <laughs> that's what it is. I threw myself off a playground structure so I wouldn't have to tell my friend. Do you go break the other one this time? Yes. <laughs> and even if you didn't, I mean, publicly you can say, like, that's really not an option. I don't want, I don't want to do that. And, and it's. <laughs> When's the last time just you and Chad went out and had one-on-one time? I mean, literally when I was pregnant with my first daughter. So, so almost four years. What? Exactly. Wow. What? Exactly. And that happens. That is not abnormal. I know plenty of people who get into that, like, I don't want to call it a rut, but it it, it kind of is with, with kids and life. And then before you know it, it's been almost four years and you haven't had a date with your significant other. Please take... Take it from the guy who has a resume littered with failed relationships. <laughs> that, that is one of the quickest ways to, like, lose your connection with your husband, wife, significant other. Yeah, and you know, it's not like we don't do things together as do a family. Talk. You guys are always, I love how active, because this family, you guys are constantly doing stuff together, which I absolutely love, and I think that is very important as well. But you and Chad having a date, also important. It yes. is. It's hard. And I was really hoping we could reconnect this past weekend, too. I was like, the kids will go to bed early, and then we'll have the evenings. But no, they were up every night until 10, waking up at 5. Like, they just would not sleep, and then they got sick. And so it's just, I think when you're a parent of littles and yep. multiple littles under, like, the age of 4, it's so hard. And then going back to the village, I'm lucky I have friends like Kristen, um, but, like, there's... You know, I need to find a, I just need to find a babysitter that I trust and I'm not there yet. And that's going to be very hard for me to let go. So that's been a major Mm -hmm. part of it is finding someone to watch the kids Mm because my family is all out of state and then my friends all have kids and I don't want to pull anybody away from their families to watch my kids. You know what I mean? It just, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, just hear me loudly though, because I I think that is pretty common that most families, you can't find somebody and you don't want to be a hassle to anybody else. But then you look back and you haven't had that one-on-one. That's a long time to go. Right. And Mm -hmm. although there are a lot of families that do that, that doesn't make it any healthier. So 
I think you can make not even excuses, just allow those obstacles to get in the way. And before you know it, you walk in the door and you're looking at each other and you're like, we're just friends. It's it's honestly, it's been insane because of the show schedule, too. I go to bed so early. So we mm-hmm. put the kids down, then I go to bed. So we don't even get to hang in the evenings. Um, so I, I miss that. But it's just also so distracted no. and overwhelmed right now. Right now. And I you, you honestly, you shouldn't feel bad because you have two young kids. And I mean, I just, I have the one that's two and a half, but it's getting easier. And so, and you know that as you've seen with Hazel and as you see with Mm -hmm. Max, it's going to get easier and you guys are going to get back into that rhythm again. But your goal Mm -hmm. today, (laughs) today is to give me a date. I can see the stress on your face. Like you're kind of stressing out, like you got to come out with this date. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the schedule. And I think all, you don't even have to be a parent, but just like the fall schedule, we've been back to back nonstop and I am exhausted. Um, Even if you guys want to go get a hotel room and take a nap, that's totally fine (laughs) with me. Here's the date. January 18th. No! It has to be 2023! 2025. <laughs> when did they turn 18? That year. Uh, you're on the spot. So she yes. got 24 hours? Is that what you're saying? 24 hours, baby. Okay. You come I back will. tomorrow. You have to have an exact date this year. Uh-huh. Thank you. I love that. She's forcing me to pick a date so she can come watch my kids so I can have a break. <laughs> That's what you call a good friend. And I'll hire somebody to watch Kristen watching your kids. <laughs> <laughs> so for sure we know that they're safe, okay? Thank you. <laughs> Get it. The Bird Show.